Antonio Ortiz, Eric Klein, Puck Lowe, and Rose Kitabchi. I'm Jess Burns in Eugene, Oregon. Yo, this is George Dr. Funkenstein Clinton, and whenever I'm in Ann Arbor, I check out WCBN FM. They do the dog. WCBN FM and Arbor. Great. Let's get started. Hand me a glue stick and the glitter. Welcome to Closets Are For Clothes. And we are here. I mean, and and uh, so um, uh, this is Dean Burns. You're listening to Closets Over Clothes, as you just heard. And uh, Gabe is out misbehaving. So um, we have the fabulous, the effervescent, the energetic um, Kevin, who's here with us. Thanks, Dan. Hey, how are you? I'm doing well. You know, I got to apologize. I know I don't dress as well as Gabe does. <laughs> <laughs> so please bear with me here this evening. And that's what our, is our listeners' minds right now. <laughs> it's like, oh, that Kevin, you know, at least he could have dressed for it. <laughs> I know, I know. I'll try to make up for it. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, and you always do when you're on. Hey, so uh, so welcome back. Oh, my goodness. Thank you. It's good to be here. So what's happened since the last time we've seen you? You know, not much. I've just been a couch potato. <laughs> <laughs> Join the club. Hey, well, there's a lot of good stuff on TV. I'll tell you. Like, I hear there's the Tila Tequila. Right, yeah. Speaking of Battle of the Sexes, oh, this new show yes, on MTV yes. is full of it. Holy moly. It, it, yeah, and they are. Um. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and themselves. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And you were telling me about this. So you were kind of telling me, like, this is... Uh, um, a show that you're you've been checking out, kind of like you know, like what is this all about? Or yeah, you know, it just started on MTV. It's only in the second week. The second episode was uh, last night. Okay, gotcha. Um, it's a shot at love with Tila Tequila, and it's the first ever bisexual dating show. And uh, Tila Tequila is the celebrity star from MySpace. She's the most popular person from MySpace, That's over two right. million friends. This is her claim to fame. She's the most popular person on MySpace, and now they have. She has her own dating show. Oh, my word. Two million friends. Can you believe it? Yes. Oh, my word. I mean... How do you keep track of all that? Uh, well, hello. Like birthdays? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Oh, my word. Oh, wow. I mean... Wow. I wonder, I, I, well, I guess though some of her pictures or whatever, apparently people have been tuning in a little bit more with her. Yes, so, yes. She's um, quite attractive. Yes, yes. So they kind of, so I, okay, I have to admit, so this morning I kind of, I watched it, watched the second episode to mm-hmm. kind of see, okay, so what is this that we're, and I've got tons to talk about, but we're not going to talk about the sh- that the whole show tonight, but today, um, but it's just one of those things, or tonight, I guess I should say, <laughs> it's that, um, it's, where I, I'm really finding it, the the women and the, it's more of a battle. Now my understanding is that it that she's looking for the right person. Yes. Um. It doesn't matter if it's male or female. Right. 
But I'm watching the two the two groups, and they they specifically have had made them into two groups. There's the men and the women, mm-hmm. and they are like fighting against each other. Yes. Like we're going to take you all down. So then it's just among so it's among just the women. Right. They're heavily invested in the outcome. Yeah. Like they want her to be with the person of the same sex. Yes. So the guys want her to be with the guy, even if it's not them, and and likewise for the women. Right. Right. And I'm just I'm not quite understanding the uh, if they're if they're really getting the spirit of what this is all about. Well. Definitely, the guys are not. They no. are all about like, well, if this means we're going to have, um, you know, sex with two women at a time, this will be fabulous. Right, right. Where the women are like, oh no, we're we're not including any men in this, mm-hmm. or at least the ones that the, that I saw this, you know, this morning on the sh- on the show. It was just, I, <laughs> it was very, and the personalities, yes, are just out there mm-hmm. oh i mean it's typical mtv style i mean <laughs> that's what i used to I must turn say into. i found it pretty entertaining <laughs> absolutely it held my interest <laughs> oh absolutely i mean and it was that was exactly it i mean i don't know what the rest of the 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 show is going to be like right and i don't know what the first show was like but i mean they were all you know with bare, you know string you know string bikinis mm-hmm. and and short now that's the other thing just as a side note I do not understand this whole thing about bathing suits where the women have to wear like just these small little like three little triangles, you know, right. just to cover strategic areas with high heels, with, with high <laughs> heels. Exactly. Exactly. Where the men get to wear these long golf shorts, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. that cover like three quarters of their body. And I'm like, no, 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 and no. And the one guy who doesn't gets teased for not doing it. Absolutely. The one Italian guy. Exactly. And and how they're like, you know, you have nothing to show, so mm-hmm. why you're wearing yeah. that? And mm-hmm. I'm like, what the hey? And so, because I used to joke, I have, um, this one coworker I used to have, I used to tease him about that all the time of where I said, you know, we're going to have, because all my friends were really attracted to him. And I would tease him about the fact that uh, I said, you know, we're going to have a pool party and we're all going to invite you. And he's like, oh, like this. I said, and by the way, you can't wear those long, those long <laughs> shorts, kind of thing, whatever you're going to have. We're going to pick out, you know, um, a Speedo that we think you should wear like this. And he's just looking at me like, man, <laughs> 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 just they want to know me for my body, not right, for my mind. Right, just a piece of meat. Absolutely. <laughs> and I said, enjoy it. So anyway, but yes, <laughs> he's, uh, but, but there was also some of the personalities that were just so incredibly dis- disrespectful, like Marcus. Yes. Marcus, you know, he just didn't quite get the, well, first of all, he just, to me, it was like, he was just totally boundaryless. Mm-hmm. I mean, he Grabbed had. Grabbed a woman's butt. Yeah. You know, fighting with guys that would, he's having his one-on-one time with Tila. Is it, oh, am I saying this right? Tila? Yes. Okay. I didn't know mm-hmm. if I was supposed to call her tequila or something no. like this. Um, <laughs> Tila that, um, um, and when a guy would approach, he'd push him off into the pool. And yeah. Actually, because I noticed the strategic spot, they put his mic. Um, and then they got pushed him into the pool. I was like, oh, the poor guy's going to get electrocuted or something. But he just <laughs> walked right back out and came and approached him again. So it's kind of an interesting. Yeah. And he was also talking trash about the other guys. Yeah. I'm just like, what is the problem with this guy? But luckily, at the end of the episode, whew, he got voted off. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Not voted off. She chose him off or something right. like that. Yes. Or or didn't give him the rose or the key or something the like that. The key to her heart. He has to return oh, it. Yes. Oh, that's mm-hmm. right. The key to her heart. That's mm-hmm. right. I forgot. Oh my God. It was a but then I really liked Eddie, who was the virgin. Yes. 
who I mean, he was so sweet and sweet so guy. shy, mm-hmm. and he's just like, I'm just not into that and things. And she's like, you know what? I am not going to be dating a 40 year old virgin. Right. The guy is 19. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I mean, the poor guy. And so I don't know. I'm just was like. Oh, come on, T-Love. You, yeah. I mean, I understand that it needs to be sexy, but he kind of, he provide, I think, a little interesting conversation with the folks. You know? At least some balance for the group as a whole. Who are Thank you. Very sexual. Absolutely. Holy moly. So it is, and of course, now this is the one reason why I think I, I'm now also watching the show. Mm-hmm. And I'm really, you know, Kevin, I'm really glad you brought this up and you're willing to talk about this. Yes. <laughs> I'm realizing <laughs> I'm doing all the talking. <laughs> but it was one of those things where, um, Typical MTV where I just stopped watching Road Rules and mm-hmm. and the um, it's not the house where they're in the house it was in the um, anyway the other uh, real uh, world real world yes. thank you very much real world and Road Rules where I mean there's just always so much drinking and they're mm-hmm. all getting drunk and I'm like you know what I, that doesn't fun to me anymore there's more to life than this right absolutely I mean it's just like you know I don't mind the occasional drink someone getting drunk or whatever but to have it there 24 hours and that's all I'm seeing on TV it's like I know teenagers are not like that 100% of the time Mm -hmm. you know it's just like or even college students you know it's just like I mean, yes. Life is one big party. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it, it, it is, but it doesn't always have to have alcohol in it, right. you know? It's just like, ay, ay, ay. So, no, but you know what was interesting to me on that show was it's sort of a, a lesson, if you're watching it, like what type of approach to take in terms uh, of trying to pursue somebody. Yes. So both extremes didn't work. So not only did she boot the virgin, but she also booted the one guy who tried to take her top off when he was giving her a massage. That's right. Because he had crossed the line. Do you remember that? Yeah. So there's a lesson there. It's about trying to find the right balance of being sexual, but not too sexual. Right. Exactly. Well, yeah. And how to approach her because she voted off the one girl because she wasn't talking very much at all. She was. Right. She, she knew nothing about her. Yeah. Said. Yeah. Although, you know what I noticed, Dan? I don't know if you noticed this, but what I noticed is of all the women that she's booting off, most of them tend to be the more butch ones. Oh, Have you noticed yeah, that? Yeah, absolutely. Like all the more lipstick lesbians, they're all staying, but it's the butch lesbians that are going one That's by one. Right, exactly. So that, I found that pretty interesting. Yeah. Well, and I wonder why. I mean, I wonder... Hmm, interesting. Yes, could be maybe some internalized homophobia on Tila's right, part. Right, exactly. Very interesting. You know, because yeah, because I mean, I think... I think that's one of the things that I think is nor- like what a lot of people think that if they're bisexual, they're going to like, you know, men and masculine women, mm-hmm. you know, that mm-hmm. since she's such a um, heavy maintenance kind of gal, um, that, <laughs> that she seems like she's, you know, uh, very feminine and things. Yes. And, and I mean, I do have to admit, I love the bed and the, that they all seem to beat her, meet her at that are, have the flowing curtains and things. Yeah, it's a gigantic bed for eight. <laughs> exactly. I'm just like, ay, ay, ay. But um, she... Uh, what's that, what type of stereotype does that reinforce right there about well, bisexuals? Exactly. Exactly. So I just sat there, I was like really kind of um, shocked. I was just like, wow, this is this is quite an interesting show. So, but... Um, yeah, so it's it, TV watching is getting kind of it's it's a very interesting. I like the fact that 
um, you know, these things are are getting on the air and it's creating conversations. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, because I was talking to a friend of like, I remember the day that when MTV had a dating show and they happened to put two men on and they and they had to move it to like a 10 o'clock time or an 11 o'clock, you know, at night. Yes, because it was too risky. It was too risky. Exactly. <laughs> and here we are watching at nine o'clock at night and we're now watching. It was like wow remember the day and I'm like even though it was like five years ago it was like yeah. I remember the day that oh. this was you know and I don't know if if it's a sexual revolution or if it's a you know people that are really understanding that people really don't care mm-hmm. I think minds are opening up and I think MTV you know should get a lot of credit for for its role in that absolutely. For, for putting these images on, on the air and, and not being afraid to do it absolutely sort of being ahead of the curve in that way absolutely absolutely but yeah, and I know Fox is trying to keep up with that uh, reputation. You know, ABC, yeah. yeah, exactly. ABC has a lot of gay male characters on their shows. That, but they're—I don't see them really being too sexual, though. I mean, they're oh, kissing, I but I don't see them actually getting as raunchy as they do on the, um, you know, on MTV or or mm-hmm. or Fox or whatever. You know, so. But we'll see. There's a new gay male couple on Desperate Housewives. <gasps> That's yes. right. I've been Starting waiting for them. I yeah. have been too. I'm like, come on. I mean, okay, I'm, I'm sick and tired of the new uh, the new uh, neighbor. Right, I'm kind of done with her. But mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's um, yeah. Because did you watch the this last one this last Sunday? Are you kidding me? I don't miss an episode. Oh, so what was at the <laughs> end? What was the, the the dig in the the floor? The dig in the floor. I don't know what that at was. At the very end, I'm like, what? What? What is that? And why is she crying suddenly? Yeah, I was that just didn't like, make sense to me. Yeah, yeah. So I'm sure they'll explain that later. Though. Oh, I bet they do. You just have to wait for it. It's a cliffhanger, oh, Dan. Man, man, <laughs> exactly. I can't stand it when they do that. My roommate has just finally announced to me last night. She goes, Dan. I have never had a roommate like you. You definitely make life exciting. Is I, that a compliment? Absolutely. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> absolutely. Um, because I'm getting ready for my um, Halloween costumes. Oh, wow. Oh, exactly. What is it? Well, the, the people at work have, uh, do we, every year we come up with a theme and we all have to try to dress to that theme or whatever. And so this year they came up with Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Ooh. And I thought, are you going to be Snow White? Yes! Oh they, my God! Exactly. <laughs> I love it. They all were like, oh, "Dan." I go, "So who's going to be Snow White?" And they always says, "Well, Dan, that's why we're in your office." <laughs> I was like, "Oh, I get it." And I said, "I thought you'd never ask." <laughs> Excellent. So, um, so I'm trying to put together this Snow White um, outfit or whatever. So of course, wow. Where do you go for that? Well, that's exactly it. I, we're making it. You're I, making. We're it. making it wow. exactly. Well, we don't see very many. You know, Snow White's kind of a. You know, she's kind of one of those skinny little girls. Yeah. So, and I am not one of those little skinny little no. girls. So, um, and so what happens is, so we're good, and we did look at Snow White at, um, at plus sizes, but it didn't really quite get to the size that I'm at. Mm-hmm. So I were like, okay, we got to make it. And, um, and what happened was the, um, and of course, well, if I'm going to be Snow White, I'm going to be a very busty Snow White. Yeah, yeah as you should be. Absolutely. If I'm going to do anything, if I'm going to do this at work, I'm going to make sure that the men love me too. Oh, you yeah. know, just not the women enjoying my seamstress work. Yeah, make them drool. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, of course, so last night when I was at the, the party I was talking about for the uh, um, uh, Dancing with the Stars, I almost said, mm-hmm. show me, show, so you think you could dance. Um, and, um, 
And so here we are watching, you know, Dancing with the Stars, and we're making my boobs. It's <laughs> <laughs> pouring the bird seed into the dialogues, things like that. Now that's how you spend a Tuesday evening, folks. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, doesn't everybody? <laughs> they should. Oh, yeah, exactly. So what happened is that I, uh, so my roommate, where my roommate comes into all this, is that, so I'm trying to do this as cheaply as possible. So I uh, called my roommate, and I asked her, I said, so um, do you by chance have any um, nylons that you're not using anymore? More that you're gonna throw out, mm-hmm. and she's just like, Dan. I never thought, you know, I never would have thought that you would have asked that. I've had nylons, you know, in the bathroom hanging, things like this. You've never taken them, never anything like this or whatever. And now you just bluntly, you didn't try to sneak them away because she's. I've been counting them just to see if you're wearing them and things like this, but you don't seem to be wearing them because they're not stretched or anything like this or whatever. <laughs> and she goes, and now you're asking for my old nylons. I was like, yeah, exactly. Which is why that's what have- friends are for, right? Yeah, that's <laughs> what I said. <laughs> so she, um, so sure enough, we um, she showed up with a couple um, of uh, nylons that she had and. We were making birdseed boobs last wow. night. So, yeah. How they come out? Well, you know what? I, I, Snow White's going to be quite busty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think her boobs are going to get there much fa- faster than she does. Right. <laughs> Hold the door for my boobs, please. Exactly. <laughs> boobs coming through. <laughs> but I didn't realize how heavy they would be. I thought, oh, birdseed. Oh, yeah. It can't be that much. I mean, you only put a few cups in it. Oh, no. We put like five or six cups. Oh, so wow. these were big. And, um, and then I was learning how to like put them in so that I can be able to you know get the bust going mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. have that nice push little up bra. push up bra mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. exactly um, and so in, as we're going to see the seamstress this Sunday because we're going to actually make the outfit this Sunday okay um, we're going to see if uh, um, if we can maybe sew them into the costume or if we can find um uh, find some way to to be more supportive in that area so that I can be because uh, apparently so you can stand right right exactly <laughs> so I'm not feeling a little too leaned over right exactly <laughs> exactly so so yeah it's, it's been a whole different experience of just trying to figure out how to do it and how to put it together and you know not that I'm a drag queen or anything like this but drag queens I mean I'm just having troubles with the the bust area mm-hmm. let alone the big the hair total package. exactly yeah. the the um the the high heels Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, Tila te- Tequila. I mean, she um, she had the guys doing the, yes. um, and I was pretty amazed with some they of them. They did well, <laughs> especially the they one were that dancing, flips. doing flips. <laughs> like, wow, looks like, like they've been practicing. Exactly. Ay ay ay. So, um, so it's yeah, it's been kind of a um, an interesting. Uh, Interesting uh, last few days, that's for sure. Yeah. Well, Goodness. I have from last Halloween more appreciation for people with long hair because I dressed up as Rick James. Oh. And uh, so, you know, I had the dreads and everything going on and then the beads in my hair. And I was trying to eat dinner. And every time I would, you know, like try to pick something up to eat, like my hair would be all in my face. And it was so annoying. <laughs> I don't know how people do it. Absolutely. Oh, my gosh. So so you had them all hanging and the beads oh, yeah. going. Oh, yeah. And- Oh wow! See, that's the thing. I when I had long hair, I had to always put it up and out of my face. That makes so much more sense. Ay, ay, ay. I was a rookie. I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah. You know? It was my first time. <laughs> so, how did people react to your Rick James? Uh... Oh, it was great. You know, I went to the out bar, and you know they have the jukebox. So you can play music, so people were playing Super Freak all the time. And <laughs> <laughs> I love it. it I was love fun, it. Yeah. Oh my gosh! So we're gonna take a quick break, okay. and we are going to come back. Um, we have um, someone in our our studio that. Um, 
um, that I, I think it has a unique talent that we've, we've not quite had in our studio before. Wow, so we're, we should so, bring that up. Exactly. <laughs> so, um, so we're going to um, take a quick break and um, we'll see you on the other side. And we are back. Um, and uh, so uh, one of the things that uh, Kevin was introducing me to was the um, there's this new um, uh, new um, um, revolution that's happening in the music world. Um, and he was talking about, telling me about um, hip hop artists or the um, um, homo rap that is um, uh, happening in uh, in our community, kind of a, kind of almost a grassroots type effort. And he was introducing me to a artist. Um, uh, her name is um, Goddess of the uh, of the group called Goddess and She. Goddess and She, yes. And um, and I think we have her on the phone. Yeah, yeah. What's going on, you guys? Hey, great. Hey, goddess. <laughs> yeah, how you guys doing? We're good. How yeah, are you? We're, we're much better. You know, you're, you're on the air with us, and I mean, <laughs> what an honor, of course. <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm happy to be talking to you guys because actually um, I grew up in Ann Arbor and my dad was a trombone professor at U of M for like 20 years. Wow. What a connection. Yeah. Holy moly. Wow. Yep. So how did that, because I, I know you from uh, the documentary where you were in Madison, Wisconsin. Yeah, you know, because I, I went to Madison when I was 17 um, to go to school and, and I was there for a long time. So I kind of feel like I'm from both places because, um, you know, I really found my identity as an adult, you know, in Madison. But I love Ann Arbor. Aww. So a great place. That's fantastic. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Man, so, so where were some of you? I'm a Wolverine fan, though, okay? <laughs> I got to admit it. I'm a Detroit fan, period. Go Blue. Absolutely. Go Blue, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so how did you get into um, uh, becoming a, a rap artist? Um, you know, well, my, you know, since my whole family are classical musicians, um, I just was, was really exposed to music. Hold on. Let me make sure, uh, I lose you guys. Okay. There you go. Um, I started listening to hip hop, like in fourth grade. Um, I, I love the Beastie Boys and Run DMC and all those guys. And I used to rap on the back of the school bus and the, in the, in the bus driver would get so mad at me because <laughs> <laughs> I just like loved the rhythm. You know, my dad was a trombonist and my mom was a cellist, but for some reason, when I heard the drums and hip-hop, it just, like, grabbed me. You know, I loved it. Um, I actually started playing cello at three, and then I moved to violin at seven, and when I was ten, I started playing percussion. Wow. So um, the more and more I listened to hip-hop and the more and more I got into drumming, you know, it just became such a part of my everyday life, and I love to listen to the music so much. Wow. And how do your parents respond to that, being classical musicians? <laughs> they love it. I mean, because they, they think it's really good music. I mean... You know, we, we spend a lot of time and thought, and it's really, to me, it's like, you know, poetry, and, and I have such an important message I feel like needs to be shared, and it's an easy way to reach a lot of people and for them to listen to your message. And it was easy for me to, to do over drums because I understood rhythm so well. And how did, like, when, what is, like, the message that you're, you're hoping your audience would, would get or, or be motivated to do when they listen to your work? I 
want people to feel comfortable with themselves. You know, I, I so many. I mean, we get thousands, literally, of emails just saying, you know, what your music made me get through today. You know, I had this this woman um, who lost her legs. She was well, she didn't lose her legs, but you know, she was paralyzed. Okay, and. Um, she told me that when she was going through the whole healing process, like the doctors kept telling her she would never walk again, you know? And she okay. said every day she would listen to Goddess and she, because it just made her feel, like, so proud, you know, because she was gay and stuff. And, like, she would just, like, you know, try to do little things, like reach over to turn up the, the volume, you know, and, and um, really start to get motivated and motivated and motivated. Eventually, like, she came up at one of my shows and told me this whole, you know, whole story. And then um, after about a year, she was actually able to first, like, take her first step when the doctor told her, um, you know, that she would never be able to walk again. So, you know, that that's like a, you know, obviously touched me. But a lot of people in the military contact me and say, you know, they have to sneak and listen to my music, you know, um, you know, away from everybody else because they can't get caught, obviously, being gay. Um, and then it just makes them feel like they can get through every day. And, and, you know, there's a lot of people in small towns and even big towns all over the world that, you know, feel totally closeted and feel like they can't be themselves. And I feel like my music empowers um, people to actually just be themselves. You know, so I think that's the most important thing. And also to show that you don't have to be, you know, Britney Spears and you don't have to be this, you know, raging straight sex symbol to be successful in the music business. I think it's really important that we show different kinds of people, you know. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of us out there that, that aren't like that. That's cool. especially important for women, female artists. Yeah, absolutely. So what's it like being a woman um, in a, and it seems like to me, a, a very male dominated um, art form? And a you know, I, I can't figure out what kind of like hinders me the most. Oh, <laughs> you know, okay. What I do. So the, the woman thing is just one more aspect. You know, I think the most frustrating thing about being a female uh, rapper is like the way that they expect you to look and sexualize yourself. You know, I think that gets really frustrating for me. Yeah, um, people like but, Foxy Brown. You know, it, it's hard being gay. It's, it's, it's hard being white. Yeah, I mean, it's not hard being white, but in the rap game, the it's rap hard game, to get yeah. respect, you know, until people actually hear us. Then, then they're like, wow, you know, you guys are really talented. But um, as far as just, you know, being gay and people like accepting that, um, it, it's hard. But I mean, it, it's worth it. I wouldn't do it any other way. How do you deal with the, that that pressure or the, that constant um, stress of like just always trying to prove yourself? Um, you know, I don't always try to prove myself like as far as like, you know, because honestly, we don't, you know, when we sing, you know, our music is good and, and people respond to it. And I think people respond to the honesty. You know, they might, a major record label might not think that it can fly, but the people are, are happy that at least I'm being real. You know, hip-hop is supposed to be about having a story and being open and real, and so people can't hate on the fact that I'm telling the truth, even if it's not their truth or it's not necessarily something they agree with. You know, they respect the fact that I'm being open and honest, and, and a lot of our music's really catchy that's hard for people to, like, really dislike us, you know? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So I'm wondering um, what relationship you have, if, if any, with other out gay rappers? You know, I'm friends with a lot of the other people, um, you know, that are out gay rappers like Johnny Dangerous and Deadly and Jen Rowe and all of them, and I love them, and they're great. Um, you know, we, we all live kind of, you know, far, like Johnny lives in Chicago, you know, Tori lives in Minneapolis, and Deadly's in L.A., and, mm-hmm. you know, Jen's in California, so, you know, I don't get to see them a lot, but, uh, you know, I love them. I mean, you know, I, I want everybody to be able to have a venue for their music and be successful in their own right. I mean, um, we're obviously all different just because we're all gay doesn't mean that we're doing the same thing. But, right. um, you know, I, I think there's a lot of talent, you know, uh, there's just a huge, even aside from all of them, there's a lot of people like 
so many people that are coming out, you know, just in New York, you know, I'll get like 10 messages from, you know, just female uh, rappers that are rapping about being gay. So it's becoming a lot more, I guess, people think it's a lot more feasible now, you know? Mm-hmm. And you're opening that door for them, too, which is really wonderful that you're you're making that opportunity for them. Yeah, you know, a lot of people have told me, like, I never thought that I could even think about being, like, a rapper because I always felt like I had to be honest and I never thought I could be, you know, honest mm-hmm. about being gay. So, you know, I, it, people have told me, you know, just you, you actually being open has really inspired me to want to actually write, you know, and go out there and do it. So... Yeah, I mean, hopefully it's going to be a big gay world soon of a lot of rappers. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, exactly. So one of the things is that I was thinking about earlier was you were saying um, that about being white in this, what in doing and in, in rap. What, how has the white community actually accepted you doing rap? You know, it's 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 weird because um, we we get just in general we're really really accepted and embraced because I think that a lot of people, you know. Uh, especially, I would say, like, a lot of white lesbians, like, you know, the older, you know, like, between 30 and 50, have kind of closed their mind to hip-hop because they've only heard what's on the radio, and it's so, you know, a lot of it's really degrading now, the stuff that you hear on the radio, so they kind of close their ears to it. But because we do festivals where there's, like, women's music festivals, and we might be the only hip-hop act or just one of a couple and our music's so positive, it actually opens them up to wanting to listen to other kinds of hip-hop because they're like, oh, wow, you know, they actually hip-hop's cool, it's got a nice beat, and it's pretty, and it's poetic, but they wanted to have something that was positive and something that they could, you know, relate to them. So, you know, it doesn't matter if they're white, black, Puerto Rican, or whatever, you know, people, some, you know, older, older, you know, women are very, you know, um, closed off to it because they didn't think it was for them, and, you know, I think we've kind of opened the doors for them to listen to other kinds of positive hip-hop. That's great. I think your appearance on the L Word certainly helped with that, would you say? <laughs> <laughs> so, because you know, we will do all these political songs, but as soon as you know we do lick it, it's like everybody's on their feet. You know, really get wild. It doesn't matter if they're seventy years old or twenty; they're like getting down to lick it. You know, absolutely. So. I was playing it for some of my straight male friends, and they were just like, "I like her." Yeah. <laughs> so we actually have this funny story. We um we're doing a show in Dallas, and um this this girl that was helped putting on the show, she was like, you know, um. I work construction and I've been playing your guys' CD a lot. And she was like, one of the um, fellow construction workers literally came up there and was like, Chris, I just want to let you know that that song, Lick It, saved my marriage. (laughs) She was just like, oh my God. So God has to see our saving marriages all over the country, okay? (laughs) You taught him some things. <laughs> oh, I love it! Yeah. I love it. No, I think that's a, a lot. You know, you know, honestly, that the people that tend to like that song the least are gay boys. But hey, you know, maybe <laughs> you guys like it, and and you know, I figure like it, it's so funny because like you know, the gay boys at our shows will be listening, listening, so happy, jamming out, and then all of a sudden when we do lick it, we see their eyes start to wander. Like <laughs> literally, had guys start plugging their ears. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's not, okay. They can deal with it. it. Yeah. So I know. I learned a few uh, things. <laughs> 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 oh my! So I was talking to a friend of mine, and he was like, "I've got to know." So how did how did New York? Because he followed you with the documentary, um, and with hip hop hip hop homos, and yeah, yeah. and and then he didn't hear from you, and so he was wondering, like, how did New York? Um, not that he was in touch with you on a regular, 
basis, but through the documentary. Oh. When you, well, yeah. <laughs> but when, when you, I'm sorry to whoever that was. Yeah, really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, you know, you know, New York has been hard because it's uh, it's a lot different from Ann Arbor and Madison. Obviously, you know, it's a, it's a different just mentality and change of pace and stuff. But as far as our visibility for our career, it's been great. I mean, you know, being here is really what got us on the L word in a way because of networking and. That good after, you know, deal with uh, Sony's music with the twist, you know, with being here. And mm-hmm. it's just, you know, it it's hard here, but this is where you get all your visibility, you right. know. So right. um, it was the best move, honestly, that we ever could have done. Fantastic. Gosh, we'll be able to see, like, she's going to be the big fish in that pond over there. Hey. Man, I'm saying, you know. <laughs> <laughs> huh? So we understand you're on tour now or preparing to go on tour. Is that right? Yeah, I mean, we always are touring, you know, um, we're working musicians, that's all we do for a living is our music, so, uh, you know, we fly out a lot on weekends and stuff like that, but we're doing a whole two-week Midwest tour that you guys have to come through. Um, We definitely have a date in Lansing on November 9th at Club 505, um, and we might be doing a Detroit show, and we're still trying to get an Ann Arbor show, but I I think we kind of waited last minute. yeah, well, so the word on this that. this time around, definitely next time. But we're going to be playing Columbus, Cincinnati, uh, Madison, Green Bay, Indianapolis, uh, uh, Milwaukee, Minneapolis. Yeah, a gotcha. bunch of those places, Chicago. That's so great. it'll be a good, good tour. And I hear from your agent, Christina, that you want to come to Ann Arbor, and there's possibly talk of coming to Ann Arbor in February to do a February hey, show. I'm saying, you know, you guys, <laughs> you know, U of M needs to bring bring us because that would just be so awesome. Like, we really haven't even played Ann Arbor, you know, for some reason. Like, we've done Michigan Women's Festival, you know, quite a few times. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. I know we have a lot of fans in Ann Arbor. But um, we just have never had anybody really reach out to us. So what's up with that? You guys got to, you know, bring us out. Well, I'll tell you, there's a student named Ashley Schwait on campus who is trying hey, to Ashley. drum up interest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, she's trying to see if she can get the money raised. So for our listeners out there, if you want to bring Goddess and She to Ann Arbor, which of course would be great, um, the yes. way to do that is to email lgbtstudentlife at umich.edu. Um, and that'll get you in touch with Ashley and, and all the organizing that's going on for that. Fantastic. Oh, cool. We put that yeah, plug that was, out hey, there. You guys trying to bring me for a Valentine's Day show, aren't you? You're trying to do something sneaky Valentine's Day. Well, yeah. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, no, that would be so fun. That would be great. So what comes... F- now, rapping is new to me. So um, it, it, so what comes first for you? The the rhythm or the poetry or, or you know, how, how do you put these songs together? Yeah. Um, you know, it, it, it kind of happens in different ways depending on the song, but... Oftentimes, I'll have a concept, you know, something in mind that I want to write about. And then we work with um, our main producer, DJ Payne One, who actually lives in Madison. Um, and we tell him, hey, you know, we have an idea for this love song or we have an idea for this, you know, F. George Bush song or, you know, whatever. And so um, he makes these beats and then he sends them. Um, and then I kind of see, because I can't, I can think of concepts in some lines without the music, but as far as making the rhythm work, I have to have the music, mm-hmm. you know, because um, the beat really depends on where you lay your rhyme. So it's much easier for me when I have the music first and then I write after I have the music. Wow. And what yeah. about in, in working with she? How does that work? Um, you know, she tends to write, like, uh, oftentimes we'll think of ideas together, you know, and maybe she'll even write the hook first and then I'll write my verses or vice versa. But she pretty much writes all her own stuff and I and I write all my own stuff. Um, and we work together as far as, you know, really coming up with, 
you know, a diverse sound or trying to add more singing here, or different kinds of rhythms or different tones or different, you know, ideas. We, we really work collectively on everything as far as the business to the bookings to, you know, the PR to MySpace to everything. We, we really try to, to make it as equal as possible. That's great. How did y'all get together? Um, she was in a rock band in Madison and I was like doing goddess or whatever. And, um, I, I was seeing her singing and I was just like, oh my God, she's got the most amazing voice. Like, I really think we should work together, you know? So she, she says I'm a pushy dyke and that's, (laughs) (laughs) but, uh, I just went up to her and I'm like, Hey, you know, you you really should, um, do some, you know, hooks or something for me because you have such a great voice. And she's like, well, I've never really done hip hop, but you know, I'll try it. And I'm like, okay. So we started working together and it was just like instant you know chemistry and energy and when we started performing live it was just people really responded us you know responded to us together and we started getting asked to do shows all over the place and uh eventually you know she left her rock band uh because she knew how serious you know goddess and she could be Mm -hmm. um and we packed up our stuff and and moved to new york to try to pursue our dream that's great i'm also wondering about the name goddess and she how did you all come up with that Is, is there a significance to that for you yeah, um, when I was first trying to decide on my name, um, I, I wanted to kind of mock how, you know, every female rapper has these really hyper-feminine names, and I, and I was not that, so I thought it would be kind of funny to be something like that. So I started looking up all these Greek goddess names, and I couldn't find anything that really fit me, and I was talking to this gay boyfriend of mine, and um, <laughs> I said, man, I can't think of a name, you know, I don't want to just be goddess something or other, and he's like, I know, you should be goddess, like a combination of a goddess, and you got this, and I was like, hey, I like oh. that, you know, it sucks, and then as far as she, we used to go by her former name, Tina G, which is her real name, um, and it used to be Goddess and Tina G, but obviously that that didn't sound like a band name. So um, she was thinking and thinking, we were, you know, for a long time, like probably a good six months. And then one night over Margaritas, she's like, I got it. What's his pompous is Goddess. She's like, she! <laughs> so then we got it, Goddess and she, there it is. <laughs> well, it works well. Absolutely. <laughs> Man. Yeah. So, so when you're right, when you're writing, because um, I was listening to some of the some of your music, and and do you do you switch the pronouns, or are you are you just very clear that I'm a lesbian, and and the straight community is going to you know need to hear this message too? You know, we just try to make it as universal as possible. You know, we try to make the music so that everybody can. Um, you know, relate to it and appreciate it. And, you know, obviously people know I'm a lesbian. We, you know, <laughs> they're like, did you guys see the video for Love You Better? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we try to make it obviously, you know, clear, but, um, you know, we also realize that in order to make any kind of change, we have to kind of work our way, you know, into the system. Um, you know, I don't want to only be, you know, preaching to the choir for the rest of my life. I love playing to gay people, and that's what my music is for first. But it's really important if we really want to create change that we get straight people to hear our music and not just music, you know, as gay people in general, our ideas and our politics can't only be supported by us. It has to be supported by the straight community if we want change, you know, um, on a greater level. So we really try to be conscious of that and work our way into the system, into the mainstream to really start to open up everybody's eyes. So, you know, there's a lot of plotting and planning as far as like what songs should go on and what we should put out first and how to come out to the world and, you know, that kind of thing. So wow, so this is so so how do you plan that? I mean, it- <laughs> you know, my feeling is that if you write good music, 
no matter who you are or what you look like or what you do, people like it. And we just really try to make positive, funny, satirical, good music. And we do shows, and I think people don't even care or really think about it because they're having such a good time jamming out at our shows. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, we, we just signed a, a, well, we didn't. We're going to sign a distribution deal um, with a with a company. We have three different choices right now. But basically, um, we're going to sign a digital distribution deal, which means that we're going to give our music to this company and then they're going to get it like everywhere, like digitally, you could possibly get it from every download MP3 site to blogs, to getting features on MySpace and YouTube to getting ringtones. We're going to have a ringtone for Lick It. We're going to have a ringtone for Love You Better. Um, And really start to inundate, you know, the internet first, because although at this point, you know, we've had a couple offers from labels and, and we can go to labels now because of the popularity we've grown. It's, as you guys know, the record industry is really starting to collapse in a way because CD sales are not, you know, as popular, obviously. So what we want to do first is really, really sell a lot of, you know, um, records and digital stuff and ringtones um, and get a lot of people to watch our videos online and on Logo and maybe MTV, you know, first before we would sign a major record deal because then they can't tell us anything, you know, and we mm-hmm. can be ourselves and mm-hmm. that's it because... You know, that's always been an issue for us. You know, people like us, but, you know, they want us to change. And, you know, we're not willing to do that. So we just have to prove that enough people can like our music with us being who we are. And you have two CDs that are currently out right now. I believe it's Reality, and then the other one is the Awesome EP. Yeah, and Stand Up is... Do you guys have Stand Up? No, no, no we don't. Oh, that's what you... real. That's our new record. It's like on a whole other level. It has Love You Better on it. It has Lick It on it. It has, like, a bunch of new stuff on it. Um, we, it's not officially released. That's what we're going to be signing. Um, you know, our deal with this, this particular record, but I can send you guys a copy to start promoting it if you'd like. Oh, we love it. Um, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so, you know, this record we, we really think is going to be big. It's got a lot, it's way different than reality. It's like on a whole nother level. I, I feel. Oh, wow. And, and what does the EP stand for? And, and the awesome EP? EP is just like a, a term in in the music world for like a short record. That's an EP, like something uh, that only has a few songs on it. And we just thought it would be funny to call it the awesome EP because there's a million EPs out there. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is awesome. Okay. Hey, uh, of <laughs> course. Of course. Absolutely. <laughs> and, and so a stand-up, a, a more full album? Yeah, stand-up has... um. 14 tracks on it wow 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 yeah. and what, and that's coming out soon or coming out now it's coming out you can pre-order it online um okay via our website and our myspace our website is www.god hyphen hyphen com, and our myspace is myspace.com slash god des um and you can click right when you like come to them it says click here to purchase um you know stand up and the first thousand people get uh autographed copies Ooh. we already signed a thousand copies absolutely <laughs> oh, wow your garden in queens okay <laughs> so, if you get it it's a real goddess and she autographs wow. and Got can you it. talk more about the album like like what's what's better about it like what what makes it stand uh, out over the other the previous work you've done um <laughs> it's a lot more there's a lot more diversity on it i think i think i've grown a lot um <clears throat> excuse me i'm choking I've grown a lot as a rapper where I feel like I kind of um, <clears throat> changed my flow up a lot and I incorporate a lot more melody into the music. And she has a big part on this record, too. Mm-hmm. 
And it's just like we have, you know, a lot of different feels on this record, you know, stuff that's really funny. Um, we have a track called I Hate Your Ex-Girlfriend, and it is just, like, wow. <laughs> so funny. Um, we have this track called Jada, which is kind of like an old-school um, swing beat. So it's like, you know, and it's just really comical, and the feel is really, really catchy. And um, uh, we called it Stand Up because that's one of the songs on the on the record, and it's just kind of like standing standing up period for what we believe in like our generation doesn't seem to do that very much so that's kind of the title track and it actually has like me in front of the capitol building um and then it says stand up so um it's just it, it just sonically it sounds different it's a lot more advanced and technical and um i i feel like there's you know i love every single song on it you know i don't think there's a song on there that you'd skip over when you get it you know yeah, no filler right Right. So, you know, Goddess, you have definitely, I am one of those folks that you have converted. Um, I <laughs> was, uh, absolutely. <laughs> um, I was like, I do not, um, it's like, you know, when um, Kevin says, you know, Dan, we should have, you know, Goddess got on it, on the show. And, and, I, and he said, it was a rap artist. I was like, okay, this is going to be really challenging for me. <laughs> and then Aww. I heard, and then I heard your music and I have to admit, I think I am. I think I am a new rap. Um, uh, uh, um, I, 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 absolutely. There you go. There you go. And I loved it. And the one and one of the ones that I really liked was "Love You Better." Oh, thank you, thank uh, you. And so, yeah, because you know, I think that's one of those tracks. It's just it's universal. You know what I mean? It's just it, it's not really hard hip hop. It's just it's just groovy. You know, it's groovy, and I think people respond to that even if you don't like hip hop. You know? Absolutely, absolutely. And so, thank you for for um, for well, one letting us uh, talk to you. I, I feel so honored. Um, oh, talking thank to you us. guys for yeah. having me. That's really nice. That's awesome. Absolutely, and um, and we're gonna play um, love you better. So. Thank you so hey. much. It's it's Goddess and She, and this is the track um, off of uh, Stand Up, uh, which is called Love You Better. Express to you, cause you're already taken, but your girl's a fool. I wish we would've met when you were single. I would've swept you right off feet and made your body tingle. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel your energy. There's something in the air, we got a sexual chemistry that's so deep. We can't deny it, but when I start to feel that I can't do nothing about it. So I wait, laying back, chilling in the cut. Hoping someday it'll just be us. Till then, I could just live through my daydreams. Kinda like a drug, cause I'm feeling like a fiend. Or like a teen having fantasies to distract me. Sexual by nature make it hard to breathe. So graceful and smooth and every time me in my presence I have to slam myself out My heart skips a beat You make me want to melt I even get nervous And I'm not the nervous type But it's really rare That I find someone I like I get a funny feeling Down below I hope you don't notice I hope it doesn't show I fix you and dress And it turns me on I keep on going strong I promise All night long However you want it I try anything I whisper in your ear And I'd even try to 
want me to do that But I kiss you on your feet Work my way up your back You have a little shy day Playing in the background Start on the bed And work our way to the ground Oh Someday you will be She, she is so one. Oh, well, I guess not she. I guess it's goddess. goddess yes. was, so, so much fun. <laughs> but and I'm sure she is nice as well. Yes. <laughs> we just didn't get a chance to talk to she. That's right. Exactly. Exactly. So I kind of hinted earlier on um, in the show about um, that we have a, in fact, we have a local um, homo rap artist. Um, and in fact, not only in Washington County, not only in the city of Ann Arbor, but here right in WCBN the you know we have somebody here that could be able to 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 um talk about his experiences being a gay rapper Kevin wow yes <laughs> <laughs> it's my other hat that I wear <laughs> exactly the many that you probably have on right? the wall yeah. man all, all color coordinated by the way <laughs> <laughs> I won't even ask you what color they're though. <laughs> so how did you become a, a a gay rapper? You know, I've been I've been rapping for a long time. I grew up listening to it. My older brothers loved rap and um I did everything that they did, so I got into rap. Um it. and just sort of over the years it was it became a hobby of mine and wow. um Progressively, I got better and more into it and more serious about it. And now I'm uh, starting to record some stuff. Wow. Yeah. Fantastic. So now, so so how do you, I mean, are you more of a poetry writer or are you more into the rhythm of it or? You know, I mix it up. Um, oh, okay. So like Goddess was saying, it's, it's a lot easier when you have beats and rhythms to, to rap over. And I, I totally concur with that. Okay. Um, and, and I've been doing it backwards. So I've been writing my lyrics and then trying to find beats that match, which is really difficult to do. Um, so now my new strategy is, is doing what, what Goddess is doing ah. um, and trying to find beats and then rapping to those. Wow. Well, see, that, that was, see, for me, poetry has a beat to itself. That's true. I mean, and so, but are, is it, so is it hard then to find the beat to match that? That's, that's the key is finding that match. Oh. Yeah. If you can find it, it's great. It works really well, but gotcha. um, it is a challenge. So then, okay. So you find the beat and then do you just, is it just all from the heart and that's what you record or how do you finally come up with like a, a product you know you just write what you feel you know? oh okay you know some some of my stuff is more political um some okay. are about relationships i've had you know it just depends whatever's on my mind whatever's oh. you know whatever comes out gotcha so now are you one of those folks that that you use you know the the writing or the rapping to kind of get through the breakup of uh, various <laughs> relationships or the frustration of certain governmental administrations. Uh. <laughs> right. You know, music is a great a proven form of therapy, right? So, yes. um, you know, I've always used music to express my feelings and to, I've always tried to find songs that capture what I'm feeling. Um, sometimes that can be difficult because most of the music that's out there, or pretty much all the music that I, that's out there is very heterosexual, right? So if yes. I'm trying to talk about my feelings in terms of a same-sex relationship, it gets really difficult. Ah. Um, so rapping has been a great way for for me to sort of um, speak my own mind and, and express things in my own way. Gotcha. So. Wow. Mm -hmm. And so how are you doing locally with uh, 
uh, people accepting this this hidden talent. And I mean, I've known you for like how many yeah. years now? And Several I just find out like six days ago that you're right. a rapper. I was like, what? Where is this? You know, it's not something I tell everybody. Um, uh, you know, especially because before it was more a hobby. So, you know, there's okay. really no point in it. Um, but now that I'm getting more serious about it, I, I have been telling more folks. And, and they're, they're sometimes surprised at first. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but then when they, and maybe a little skeptical as well. Right. Um, but then they hear me and then I think, that, you know, they get... Uh, turned around, they they open wow, up to it. Oh wow! So have you been performing at any of the clubs around here? Or? No clubs yet. I've, the only thing I've I've only done a few shows, and they've all been like pride rallies. So I did oh. um, the, the two rallies that we had on campus, okay. and then over in the spring, I went up to Lansing and performed at the domestic partner benefits rally that they had there on the Capitol. Oh wow! So, and so how are you getting your word the word out about your or people just hearing the work that you do? You know, right now I'm just in the composing phase. So I'm not even in the marketing phase yet. It's it's very oh. early. So Right now, I'm just getting my stuff together, um, just working on the songs, working on the content, um, making sure it's re- it's really good um, and tight. And then we're gonna move, transition into the marketing phase. Ah. So. so, are you ever satisfied with the, like the work you do? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, really. I, I, so I, you know I, when it's done. Yes, definitely. See, that's my problem. I add like that little extra color sometimes to things, <laughs> and then they're like, "Oh, they wrecked the whole thing. I should have just left it out." But uh, but you definitely know when it's like, "Okay, yep, yeah, this you, is it." What helps is when you when you can perform it in front of other people and get their feedback, um, okay. and, and sort of see their reactions to it. And so that I've done this one song, which I believe we're going to play for you here in a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I've done it three. This is a song I've done at the three rallies, and uh, each time the reception has been really great, very positive. Um, and and so um, and, and each time I've had someone come up to me afterwards um, sort of like you Dan they've been sort of uh, converted and they've been like you know I don't even listen to rap music but I really like that song right so. and and, and um, where, do, where do you get your beats where do I get my beats so yes. um, you know right now because I'm not selling anything oh okay um, I'm just sampling beats that are already in existence. Oh. Um, yeah, so so once I start getting to the phase where I'm more marketing myself and trying to perform and, and maybe make some money off it, then I got to find a producer and, and get some original beats. Oh, okay. Uh, but for now, um, just from my demo that I'm putting together, I'm just sampling beats that are already out there. So um, the one beat that I sampled for this one song, Speak Up, Speak Out, is actually from Limp Biscuit, a Limp Biscuit song oh. um, called Rollin' Urban Assault Vehicle. Wow. Yes. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Which, and, and I chose it for a reason. It's very strong, very powerful, yeah. um, powerful music, and it sort of really matches the message of the song. So what artists do you do, like you buy? Like, well, like if you were like, you know, oh, I really think this person's doing good work. I really want to support this person. Mm-hmm. Who would you who would you use? You know, one of my favorite artists right now is Kanye West. Oh. Because um, he's very outspoken, um, and there's a message to a lot of the raps that he writes. Okay. Um but it's still good. Like it's still very entertaining. Like it's still very energetic. It, you know, it gets you moving. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a great balance of entertainment with also getting a message across. So he's someone I definitely look up to and admire. Wow. So what are you hoping folks to like the, the listen to your music that as they, as you become more and more influential, influential with an audience and things like, what are you hoping to motivate, you know, your fans to do? You know, a lot of, a lot of my rap you know, is just about being yourself and being who you are. Okay. Um, sort of similar to what Goddess is doing, um, okay. sort of self-acceptance, things like that. Um, 
you know, one of those great, the great compliments I had after one of my performances um, was someone was telling me, you know, please let me know when you record that song because I love it and I just want to uh, play it in my car with the windows down and just blast it so everybody can hear it and be like, yeah, I'm proud, that's right. <laughs> and uh, so just, you know, things like that, um, just getting very um, authentic messages across. You know, a lot of rap, unfortunately, is all about like getting booty and, and money and, and stuff like this right. and like all this image, you know, there's, there's no real message to it. And so I'm just trying to be very real, very authentic um, and talk about my life, my experiences, my feelings, you know, so the roller coaster of life that we all go through and, and maybe write some songs that people can relate to um, and, and still enjoy. Absolutely. I mean, that's what some of the things that Goddess was saying is that she has, she has a story to tell. Yes. And, mm-hmm. and hopefully by telling that story, it inspires other folks to, you know, to accept themselves or be who they are and be inspiring to others. Absolutely. Yeah. Holy moly. So then, um, so now one of the things that we were asking Goddess is like when you're writing, um, do you change pronouns or you're at the stage right now where you're like you know what i just want to express who i am or be that unique you know that this is the audience i'm I'm targeting you know i do a mixture of it so some of my songs are very clear that i'm a guy talking to other guys okay and and some are are more gender neutral it's just like you 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 this you know that Uh, that could apply to anybody so um I'm, i'm very um, intentional about having a mixture of that and, and not sort of doing one or the other. So I don't want to limit myself to just a gay market, but then at the other hand, like I don't want to sell myself out and, and not deny who I am, you know? Right. I want to have a balance. Exactly, exactly. So, okay, so what motivates you? So what's the song that we're going to be listening to? You said Speak Up and Speak Out? Speak Up, Speak Out. Yeah, that's the song. And this is my more political song. Uh, most of my songs are not political, but this one is. Okay. Um, I sort of, I wrote it because I was invited to speak at a pride rally. So I was like, hmm, maybe I'll just write this song, you know, because ah. I'm a better rapper than I am speaker. So gotcha. Okay. Um, that's the way I like to communicate and express myself is through rap, through my lyrics. So I, I wrote this song and it's sort of just, uh, it's both a confrontation of the current political regime and then a call to action for LGBT people to to get up and be out there and be active and, and fight for their rights. Absolutely. And being that it's a, you know, LGBT uh, history or her story um, uh, month, I mm-hmm. think that's a really, I think we need to remember that, that, you know, we're not... That we do need to speak up, even though we may only have a, f- a few more months with the current uh, situation, I guess, um, that, you know, we do need to speak up and let people know who we are. Absolutely. His name is Kevin Correa. What's up, y'all? Y'all ready for this? Let's go. Let's go. Yo. Speak up, speak out, everybody reach out Being gay, A-OK, don't be shamed, be proud Speak up, speak out, everybody reach out Being bi, simply fine, don't be shy, be proud Speak up, speak out, everybody reach out Being trans, simply grand, understand, be proud Speak up, speak out, everybody reach out Being queer makes you dear, am I clear? Be proud Tired of being gay in this mucked up USA We're just about every day, gotta justify being this way In more than 30 states, you can fight for being gay It's enough to make me insane the way they discriminate i just want to be able to live my life in peace to hold my boyfriend's hand when i walk the street and not be ridiculed harassed or teased or bombarded by these so-called religious beliefs i said it many times and i'll say it again my love is a blessing their hate is the sin i'm saying all i can so that justice can win when homophobia ends true freedom begins opened up minds help communities thrive by eliminating nonsense that tends to divide let us not forget all our family ties We're your children, your parents, your husbands, your wives Your siblings, neighbors, cousins, colleagues, all the above Is it really 
that difficult to show us some love. Our tastes may be different, but we're humans the same. So just be real with us, stop playing these games. Come on, fellow people, is it really so lethal to treat us as equal? Yo, 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 speak up, speak out, everybody reach out. Being gay, a-okay, don't be shamed, be proud. Speak up, speak out, everybody reach out. Being bi, simply fine, don't be shy, be proud. Speak up, speak out, everybody reach out. Being trans, simply grand, understand, be proud. Speak up, speak out, everybody reach out. Being queer makes you dear, am I clear? Be proud. They try to take our rights, but they can't take our pride. Let us not walk away, let us stay here and fight. There's too much at stake to just lay down and die. So join me today and let's show them our might. Queers are everywhere, you'll find us anywhere. In all colors, shapes, sizes, twinks to hairy bears. Butch, fem, whatever, there's a place for you. And we have a long history, indeed it's true. From the great poet Sappho up to Cheryl Swoops. And all in between who have made the news. Managing society, daughters of the lightest. Queer pioneers, nobody can deny this. Harvey Milk, we will always remember when your blood was spilled on that day in November. You may have been killed, but you never surrendered. The legacy you built will live on forever. Ain't no gay agenda, we just want what's commonplace. Life, liberty, pursuit of happiness. If y'all can feel me, then feel free to clap to this. Queer Americans, a part of the populace, won't be silenced by the shouts for abstinence. Saying sex love is so immaculate. Be proud of who you are. Be proud of who you're with. Don't let nobody tell you that you should not exist. You have the right to love and the joy that comes with it. So hop out of the closet. Be proud citizens. Yo, speak up, speak out. Everybody reach out. Being gay, a-okay. Don't be shamed. Be proud. Speak up, speak out. Everybody reach out. Being bi, simply fine. Don't be shy. Be proud. Speak up, speak out. Everybody reach out. Being trans, simply grand. Understand. Be proud. Speak up, speak out. Everybody reach out. Being queer makes you dear. Am I clear? Be proud. Woo! Kevin, that was great. Thank I think you. that was really good. Yeah. Absolutely. And thanks for including us hairy bears. That was great. <laughs> <laughs> I got love for the bears. <laughs> <laughs> that was really great. I really, how long did it take you to do that? I did that in one night. Oh, my word. Mm-hmm. Holy moly. It'd probably take me years to even come up with something, even just regular poetry, let alone a beat or yeah. anything like that. Well, you know, the tricky part was I wrote it the night before I performed it. And so I had to memorize it all and perform it, you know, the oh next morning. <laughs> that was the tough part. Absolutely. <laughs> Luckily, I got through it. <laughs> well, Kevin, it has been a joy. Thank you for definitely oh, joining thank you. me. Absolutely. My pleasure. Oh, my gosh. And um, and I, I believe that... Um, Gabe won't even be, won't be here next week either. Really? So He's we're abandoning gonna, you. Dan. I'll tell you what's up wow. with that. Uh, but we're going to have David on next week, and um, and I think Gabe's going to be joining us in uh, November. Okay. So <laughs> or no, excuse me, Halloween night. So oh, Halloween night. So nice. it's going to be very it's going to be a very interesting. Closets. Will you have your costume on? Uh, we'll see. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll come to the radio station and show all our listeners. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you all for uh, listening to Closets Over Clothes. Thank you so much, Kevin. Thank you. Alex Sergey for taking your time out tonight um, and thank you all for taking your time out to listen to us every Wednesday night from 6 to 7 um, we'll see you next week 
Thanks for listening to Closets Are For Clothes every Wednesday night, 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. on WCBN-FM Ann Arbor 88.3. You can contact us by calling 734-763-3500 or writing to 530-SAB Ann Arbor, Michigan 48109. And don't forget our new email address, wcbncloisets at gmail.com. The views and opinions expressed are solely those of the speaker and are not the opinions of WCBN or their licensees, the regents of the University of Michigan. For Dan Burns and engineer Alex Belhage, I'm Gabe Javier. Remember, be yourself because you don't get to be anyone else. I go crazy